Welcome to the very first podcast of One Man's Trash. I'm Jimmy. I'm Carl. And what we have today is our, you know, our introductions and what brings us here today and why we're doing this. So, Carl, would you like to chime in on your thoughts on what we're doing? So, the the title's a work in progress. Hopefully, it sticks and stays. Um, we got into, you are talking about COVID and the world changing, right? So, we got into... Flipping, resale, whatever, whatever you want to call that, that niche as a as a side gig, and uh, we've had some some adventures for the last couple of months. I wanted to kind of document that journey and and share some some wisdom. Yeah, I would say you know during these hard times of spring of two thousand twenty, I would say um, certain things happened. You know, we were told to stay home, and I just try I try my best to kind of like with look from within and say you know what could I do what could I do with my time and you know through peers and people I talk to people have done some very fascinating things and we wanted to share like what we decided to do during our times during the quarantine so this is a, a work in progress we'll have we'll have some hopefully lessons learned as we go um, what where we get our, our crap what, what we're doing to sell the, the various platforms um, kind of the the trial and error of it, mm-hmm. um, lots of, of error, lots of trial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, a, maybe not a playbook for others who are interested in the same thing, but at least I personally don't, don't think it's too much, uh, what do you call it? Too much, uh, to hide too much. That's unique to, to us. Everyone can, can learn as they go, but definitely there's a, there's some fun out there to be had, yeah. some money to be made. <laughs> We're not we're not millionaires out here. We're just having a good time. So, yeah, and like one thing we want to point out is just like all you need to really do is put some effort. Um, just you know, put yourself out there. Find out what's out. Like find out what's available. Apply yourself, and you know, like Carl brought me in. You know, Carl brought me in a long time ago, and we did a storage locker, and we just you know it was a very fascinating experience because i came across items i've never like seen in my life but at the same time understanding value and understanding that people actually have an importance towards these things and have general interest you'd be surprised how many ways you can connect with others and sell things and make a good living out of it too both of us probably should have mentioned earlier so majority of what we do is buy like abandoned storage lockers uh, i know flipping and resale has so many niches people buy and sell shoes or go to thrift stores or go to garage sales and I enjoy those but I've dabbled in each of them a little bit nowhere near like full time and I think we both have fun with it but a lot of what we do and a lot of what this can be centered around is kind of that that storage locker focus mm-hmm. but the principles and the kind of the business side of things is applicable to wherever you're getting inventory wherever you're finding things yeah um, yeah and it's 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 crazy because like you you see like these items and it's like you like when you look at the storage lockers it's kind of like you'll you'll apply yourself for like one or two items apply some numeric value and you kind of expand on you know bringing logistics to it like do you think with sheer effort that you can move these things out of the shelf you know it's all about like being confident in the items that you hold that you're marketing and at the same time it's like you'd be surprised who may like this and who may be intrigued and I've sold items that I didn't think anyone really cared about and good things happen people are happy you know we make a little couple of change and we move on and it's things are great 
flip side, we think we have something that's crazy valuable and surprise, nobody wants it or it's not nearly as valuable as we think and the, the market value for that is way off from, from what we've kind of estimated. So, Yeah, yeah and, and that's kind of what brings us in full circle with the name of One Man's Trash because obviously it comes from the saying One Man's Trash is another man's treasure and it's kind of one of those things where we may not have any value towards it we may not even care or like it or it's just impartial to us, but there's someone out there that just, he is just like, you know what? I can't believe I found this. Like, this is part of my collection. I've been looking for this for such a long time. And I'm just like, you know what? If, if this really makes you happy, let's make this business happen. And it's just, we've met some very interesting folks that mm. have gave us vast knowledge and not only that it's made us better prepared about what we're doing, but it's just one of those things where you connect with others, you learn many things, and you can improve the quality of your life. So I feel like talking about this podcast can be really informative, and we can always have a good time and laugh it up about certain items that we find and come across. And we, we've got a lot that we, like, we go, when we go through this stuff and, and hang out and go through this stuff, there's a lot of conversations that we repeat. So that's kind of likely the route we're going to go. Some of these hot topics that we continue to revisit, whether it's talking with friends or discussing with each other, is the the ethics of a lot of this stuff, the the, the finances of this stuff, mm-hmm. the the marketing, like you said. Yeah. Marketing is a great piece that most people don't think of themselves as a salesman or a marketer. Mm-hmm. Almost every every person in their job does to some degree. So um, some recurring themes for sure, um, but then definitely just having some fun and uh, excuse to to have a beer and put our put our info out there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's also fascinating that like you do come across these lockers and you can kind of like paint a picture mentally with the individual that you know may you know lost their locker and you know unfortunately for their circumstances that it comes down to this but you know it's interesting to learn about who these people are are or were and you'd be surprised of like the items that we come across just like I said before and you know creates general interest from people and. It, it's truly fascinating. So, um, one thing you want to share, Carl? I think one recurring theme on the ethical part that we'll continue to revisit is if you have a storage locker, make sure you're paying your bill. And if you know you can't make that bill, take those valuables out of there. If you know a family member has, has a locker, make sure you have information on that. Don't let that go. Don't let us and others be the ones who are buying that stuff in an unfortunate situation. Yeah, and it creates different discussion between ethical lines about, like, you know, who's doing what and, you know, are we supposed to be doing such a thing? But we're not here to talk about that. We're just going to hear talk about, you know, some of the cool, fun stuff that we come across. Like, you know, I I had one of those things called where you, like, ply your foot and you move forward. What are those? those gas pedal. The gas pedal things. <laughs> and, you know, those things cause serious injuries. So, like, we decided to cause a reduction towards it when we put it up for pricing. And, you know, and it's cool because, like, this thing literally had, like, a Bluetooth connection speaker where, like, you can literally like. Oh, you're talking about the, the hoverboard. Yeah, the hoverboard. <laughs> there you go, hoverboard. I'm sorry, I'm talking about the hoverboard. And yeah, like these guys, like this thing, literally, you can apply your Bluetooth connection to your phone and play your jams while you're like cruising down the neighborhood. And I, you know, me personally, like I actually wouldn't mind one of those, but I couldn't be like I couldn't do that. So, but you know, it's one of the fun things that we come across, and like, you know, very surprised, like a lot, of, like. Sky's the limit when it comes to like um, coming across things we've never like. I, I come across many things I've never seen. Like, have you ever like? Tell me one thing. Like, 
Oh, off the top of your head, like the antiques for me is like things that you've either seen on like antique road show, may or may not be able to call things up like that by name, but screw it, Mm -hmm. nobody's listening to this anyway. So um, (laughs) we will censor the name of the show that's very similar to the storage stuff because that'll probably get us in some in some shit. But um, a lot of the antiques are like um, we'll probably try and highlight some items like Boy Scout patches that yeah you heard of them, but like who who the hell's collecting those things? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We got. I'm trying not to be a hoarder, but I feel like there's like one random thing in almost every locker that we end up keeping <laughs> as a trophy. Yeah, and like to further elaborate on Carl's, um, what Carl just mentioned about the badge, just like, like these are achievements by other people that people found mm. interest in, and you know, it's it's one of those things where like me personally, I may not know too much about the Boy Scouts, but it's like. Like, who would be fascinated by, like, someone else's interest and, like, someone else's, like, achievements? But it's funny because through communicating with the buyers, we actually learned that, like, it was, like, the first edition. It's, like, the first time they have actually issued that issued that award towards someone. And for us to learn something like that, it creates monumental value to understanding, like, the things that we have in our possession. And it's, like, not only that we learn, but it's also interesting to come across things that we normally would never learn or seek out so it's just you know it's a everlasting experience i would say yeah so we're gonna take a break and um we're gonna refill our beers and we're gonna come back and we're gonna record the second part all right so we're back um we got our beers cheers 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 and um so you know that was a lot of you know that was a lot of talk for the first half and we wanted to be a little organized for the second half so we wanted to start out with, what do we do? Like, um, how does this go down? Like, how do we conduct our business? How do we get, obtain our items? So, Carl, would you like to start on how we do this? Yeah. So, like we mentioned, we mostly kind of found our, our niche, whatever you want to call it. Found an interest area. So, we, we buy these abandoned storage lockers. Um, if, like, half the world has probably seen those, those TV shows of glorifying it in Hollywood format of... Of people buying and finding these hidden treasures and kind of appealing to that, that uh, that antique roadshow nonsense and all that. So um, it's a very interesting time right now. So obviously we're in all businesses have kind of shifted during during COVID. Unfortunately, tons of people are out of jobs, and that's also kind of what's motivating to me for doing this is is showing a model of obviously we're not doing this as a day job. We both got jobs on the side. We're doing this kind of as a hobby, but we've met more than enough people who do this as a living showing kind of a non-traditional pathway. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we buy these, um, prior to COVID, a lot of these were in-person auctions. So there's a lot of legal, legal process that goes into it. So the ethics we're talking about, Mm -hmm. somebody defaults on payments for this, for the storage locker, they're paying for it. There's many, many months, every state has different rules. So many months before it goes to this public, public auction, it's like Mm -hmm. a last, resort so um during the process um we 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 sort out ideas and concepts that may differentiate between something that intrigues our interest in terms of purchasing a locker versus something that we let go and um we like we have like several little small rules for us that kind of um elaborate on our decision making such as like one thing that we actually agreed on is like we actually threw a numerical value on trash bags because if we see a locker that has you know like four or five 
you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten trash bags. We want to, you know, we want to make sure that we're not throwing all of our chips in and not getting anything in return because we're at we're at a point where like we would get clothing and we would have to make the best out of things from like a Nike shoes or you know like a North Face coat. So like, Carl, is there something you want to share in terms of values that we look at in terms of evaluating when we make our bids for auctions? So, so we got a lot of that, but more of like, how do we even get to that point? Yeah. Is how do we get to that point? So stuff goes to this public auction. Prior to COVID, we're showing up there in person, other bidders, just like any auction. They're cutting a lock off of this locker, opening it up there, and then we're seeing what's inside. So what Jimmy's talking about, we're visualizing, you're seeing for the first time what's inside this locker. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you only have a few moments to decide what's that worth to you? What's that worth paying? Um, how much are you willing to bid on that? Um, and you're competing with other people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those rules and dig more into some of those those rules, what we're looking for, what intrigues us, what piques our interest, is mostly based on our limited history now, but live and learn. But now we're now in this post-COVID, a lot of these auctions no longer in person for logical reasons. So um, photos are posted online, the locker's re-secured by, by the personnel, and you now have 7, 10, 14 days to judge mm-hmm. what you see still from the service. You can't go in and dig, but what you see and, and value in that stuff and bidding against other people online, just like maybe an eBay auction. Yeah, you literally have situations where like, if you were to go to the website to look at the storage uh, auctions, you can actually look at several items and actually conduct internet research and find out how much these items are worth and kind of like mentally prepare yourself before the auction ends. Whereas if you did it in person, you would have to make judgment calls based on what you just saw and you don't have that much time to make uh, concise decisions. And there, you know, each present different challenges, but it's also fascinating to understand that when when you encounter uh, online storages, you tend to see more people putting more of their chips, as I was saying earlier, like tend to put high bidders in contrast to in person, where it's more of impulse. Yeah, and obviously, like you hit on those. There's there's a pro and a con, pros and cons to to each the online and the. Um, in person, I was very against even entertaining bidding on some of these online at first, and it's now basically standard practice. Um, but obviously, as we we keep going, we'll come across, we'll share some stories of what we've done and experienced. The one that comes to mind for that that online thing, having that time to research, was we both thought something was a laptop bag, and a day later, before the auction was done, we did mm-hmm. a little research and realized it was a Yeti cooler. And anyone who's ever bought or seen what a Yeti cooler costs, it's a significant difference between the value of a laptop bag, no matter what the brand is. <laughs> so yeah. it significantly influenced how much we were going to pay. We ended up buying and winning that. We absolutely already knew the model, the brand, the value yeah. of that Yeti cooler, which was transformational in us being able to value and assess the total cost of that unit and taking a more calculated gamble. Yeah, it's, it's truly fascinating where you could literally look at one item and tell, like, like Carl did a quick um, Amazon search, like a quick Google search, and found out that this Yeti bag was literally like, I would say like 70, 80% of the cost of the locker being an auction. And for us, it was a relatively easy decision for us to apply our bids and, you know, go forth in terms of obtaining an auction. And that's one of the basic skills that I would say is like knowing how to put a numerical value on 
certain items and understand that it could be a platform or a launch off for confidence to obtain these lockers and, you know, put your effort into the, you know, the business and sell the items as is. So that's kind of that first step is obviously showing up or getting to the, the auction. Um, the second step that you're really um, going to is say you win. So once you've won an auction, once you've become the high bidder, whether it's in person or online, um, obviously you need to square up so you pay, pay for it. Um, and again, this is a very interesting nuance. I'd love to kind of dig more into the legality of it, um, but it's almost always cash. Um, I've, we haven't crossed a single one where they're taking credit card, um, so it's a cash transaction. Whoever's got the most cash, if you're willing to pay it, can, can drop it on this. So you're squaring up with the storage facility um, mm -hmm. or auctioneer, whichever it is, um, and then you now own that property. By most cases, I'm sure lawyers out there can can give us that nuance and we've experienced some 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 exceptions in there so there's a lot of interesting things there but um, once you've got that lock on there once you go visit that you're now tasked with this kind of third step so showing up paying and now third step is is cleaning up mm -hmm. so you have put down in most cases um, where we're at almost everywhere is a hundred dollar cleaning deposit seems pretty standard so they're holding your hundred bucks um, with your promise of removing everything from that unit. It doesn't matter if it's junk, doesn't mm. matter if it's a dead mouse, doesn't matter if it's a diamond ring, you are removing that from the locker. Yeah, so for those who want to indulge in like such a familiar business, it's you gotta you gotta incorporate uh, additional fees as you're, you know, going along, you know, as you're processing. So for example, like you know, there are situations where we would obtain like 10 by 12 storages or like really big storages and we would need to get a U-Haul and we'd have to obviously add that to our chart of expenses. And not only that, it's like there have been some occasions where we would obtain like a motorized bed with a, what mm. is it, like a sleep number kind of thing yeah. where, you know, you would have to, you know, it's heavy. So we would go to the local dump and... You know, we would pay, you know, several, you know, several dollars between like 40 to 80, 100 dollars based on how much weight we had. And I think, do you, by any chance, do you know what was the most weight we had uh, one time we went? One locker we dropped, two, two tons. Two Just tons? Just short of two tons. <laughs> short of two tons. And, you know, that, you know, that cost. I mean, that's part of the game. That's how it goes. And it's a huge emotional cost. On that <laughs> one too. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, we had to get rid of a lot of things and... That's just part of it, and and those are things that I want to point out and include because in this in this whole thing in the storage game, obtaining items, cleaning out, getting rid of items, selling things. There's a lot of part of the there's a big part of the process we need to talk about, and we're even talking about the clean out stuff. And realistically, like like what can I say? Like you we you have to find a way to sort out the stuff that you donate. This, like that they, they can help others you can either put the stuff for the trash you know that you're gonna throw away and you can put the stuff that is ready for sale that's that has value that you can put out and make things work and um, so that's essentially the yeah. that next step right so mm -hmm. what are we on four or five so show up pay clean out and then mm -hmm. sort so what you what you're getting at is that that's yeah. sorting so that's that step step four. So yeah, with sorting, it's you know it's it's this is actually the gruesome part of the process. Like I try, I, I tell my peers and friends, you know, like when I'm out and about, you know, talking to them, I'm like, hey, you know, there's 
there's a part of doing the research, understanding the value of what you're trying to bid on and put some auction. There's um, a part where you need you obtain it, you need to clean it out, transport everything, and find out how to like decipher how to like just like I said, from donate to trash to potential auctions or ready to sell. And the third part is basically applying the effort, putting it up, putting it in, in different platforms in order to advertise your items effectively so the right buyer can be found and good things happen. So bring us back to the step. So that's kind of our, our fifth step, right? So first step, show up. Second step, pay for it once you've bought it, show up, whatever. Third step, you're cleaning out. Fourth, mm -hmm. we're sorting. The last one, it's really the first and last ones of the glorious ones, right? So everything mm -hmm. in between is the dirty work. Um, that tends to be glorified by the, the, the Hollywood effect, right? So if you watch that show, you're like, holy cow, I dropped some money, I buy some stuff, and then I find this magical thing. The, the dirty work is, is the, the hidden stuff in between. So that fifth step is the selling. Mm -hmm. Most people get a kick out of that because obviously that's your opportunity for return on investment and you're making that money back. Uh, but that, that work that leads up to that is significant. Yeah, because you know, I definitely agree with Carl and I feel like with like specifically with selling these items like on the internet or whatnot, I feel like this needs to be like a separate episode because there's so many intricacies that we need to go over because based on category and items and and like where does it fit along the within the category, there's so many things to talk about. And it's very difficult because you do not want to put an item for sale that you realize it's a fortune where you sold it for dimes and nickels. And it's very important to pay attention. And, you know, during this podcast, as we get along during our journey and explaining our things, we will find, you know, we will get closer and give like a, you know, what would you say? Like a, like a, like, a, you know, like a guide to making sure that, you know, you know, when you resell these things, it doesn't go the wrong way. Yeah, just like sharing our experience, some people are going to take value from, from different parts. So we're obviously going to have different experience. We are, what, three months into doing this? It's mm -hmm. October. This is November. Wow. Tomorrow. So tomorrow's election day. We'll try and put this up in the next day. <laughs> this will probably be in a, a post-election day, whether we know if we have a new president or that, that day is, uh, is decided or not. We'll see. It could be three months and we'll be on episode 15 by then. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and this is, you know, we have our little commemorative donkey and elephant boxers over here to our, uh, to my right and your left, so. Yes, subtle nod to the, <laughs> yeah, subtle nod to the day, the, the election. So, you know, and one, and one thing that we do want to propose um, during this podcast is we're going to select items that are very intriguing, very comedic, you know, something that highlights, you know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that's, we're, we're feeling during the mood, so. A personal favorite, whether it's at the week or the month, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go first with my item. I decided to go the comedic route, and I decided to pick up this book by Philip Roth. This is one of the books I found uh, during the storages. We, um, actually, we would talk about it, we'll talk about it in a future podcast, but we obtained a storage with many books, and it's just been our recovering grace. Like, it's just been... Whenever we had, you know, times where we would have to put up a lot of items for like a potential locker or a future locker or a current locker, this one keeps giving where we would put it up on certain platforms and the it keeps on giving. Except but, for this book. Hasn't, except for this. Hasn't sold yet. If you want it, hit us up. 
Yeah, we definitely are selling this book. I mean, it's free for sale. I mean, not free for sale, but it's for sale. And, you know, I just want to be funny about it. It's just, I actually don't even know what this book is about. So, um, so for, because this is going to be podcast, this this video will be later. The name of the, the name of the book. Yeah, the name of the book is I Married a Communist by Philip Roth. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I this is a very interesting book. And I will admit that... Um, in this auction, we did win with full of books. It did have a lot of car marks, car marks material, and people are intrigued by it somehow. So I mean, hey, so people are. I'm not sure if this is a how-to book or if it's a warning. Whichever way it is, I can tell you right now, I'm never going to read it. Um, <laughs> personally, I prefer it's a warning, <laughs> but who knows? It very well may be a how-to book on how to marry a communist. You know, I. <laughs> where have you land? Give it, a, give it a shot if you... If you know, if, if this is more in your lane, you know, please purchase it from us. Figure out what's the deal with this book. If not, I hope you can enjoy a good laugh. And either way, I feel like it'd be beneficial to, to everyone. So, uh, Carl, would you like to this, talk about your yeah. item of the week? This could easily become a, uh, or item a, book, a, book yeah. re- a book review if we keep at <laughs> the amount of books we have. But um, So I picked... This is from one of our earlier lockers, a couple... Probably a couple months ago now. One of our first ones, we got a bunch of like kitchen stuff, and we'll go into all the stuff we keep repeating and reseeing in all these lockers. So it was like a bunch of plates, a lots of serving dishes, mm-hmm. a lot of like stemware, glassware, um, which I got more than enough of. But then we we find this interesting, colorful glass object, and I was like, that looks interesting. Let's set it aside and look it up later. And for life, of me, I can't even find it right now. But there's a there's an artist um, signature. Engraved. Okay, so it's on the bottom here. Um, artist signature engraved. They're etched in on it. Look it up, and it's an artist out of California, somewhere I want to say um, Escondido or something. Um, and it's <laughs> it's hand blown glass, so it's like it's not a functional teapot by any means, but it's this is an open end. Um, so it's a hand blown glass teapot with colorful like uh, flowers and stuff painted in. It's just a I don't even want to call it a beautiful piece because I'm not big with art and stuff like that. It's unique and interesting enough that I'm like fascinated by it. So um, these resale at like what, a couple hundred bucks or something. So it was just kind of this interesting, it'll be forever before we find somebody who's actually wanting to buy this. But this is like a mantelpiece now. I would so. say, you know, I would say the art piece is, you know, unorthodox. You know, like if someone appeared, you know, with this item, there's not many times you're going to sit there and say that. You came across the same item, so you know it's very intriguing that you know we obtained something like that, and that's one of the many things that we will share and bring out, you know, during our podcast. So the the fun, the funky, the profitable, the yeah. maybe the I'm sure we're gonna come across more many things that may have sentimental value to us that mm-hmm. we're like, yo, I I love this, I'm gonna keep it. Nobody wants to buy it. It's not worth. It's not worth trash. So. Um, Hopefully, neither of us become hoarders in doing this. Um, if you can see the amount of clothes we have behind the camera right now, that is the biggest contradiction I've ever I've ever said. We just had a friend um, coming through and and taking a load off of <laughs> off from us with some some clothes. But yeah, it's it's very fascinating because we're doing this podcast with like a mountain full of clothes in front of us. Because we're literally instead of listing our clothing, we are literally doing this podcast. So. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you can learn something, pick up something. Um, I would say that in terms of like 
selling things or moving product, I feel like it's all about sheer effort and it's very important to, you know, apply yourself and make sure that you put the effort to presenting these items because you'd be very shocked at who may be interested of what you may want. That's very true. So hopefully you like this, um, come back, join us. We're going to be putting this out on um, almost every place that you can find podcasts. Um, stay tuned. We'll have the, the video piece to follow. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be dual recording them um, in, in the, the basement studio we got going here. Um, maybe weekly. Don't quote us on that until we, <laughs> until we get some momentum. Um, it may be more frequent. It may be less frequent. But um, I love talking about this stuff. It's, it's been a blast and a fun hobby. And hopefully um, there's some other people like hearing about this and, and join in. So we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, and I was going to say as we go further, um, there's like in all, ser- in all seriousness, there's very interesting things that we pick up from like each storage and we will be more than happy to share with you and definitely take take you guys along for the ride and you know it's not about us doing our thing it's about sharing our experiences and it can happen for everyone else too so like you'd be surprised like you know it's all in front of you it's all out there and we're just going to share our experiences and i hope you enjoy and you'd be surprised what you find just like i've always said from live through us join with us whatever it may be and, you know, for closing thoughts, um, we're going to definitely show you interesting methods, interesting lockers we've come across, and interesting items that we found. So, and final thoughts, you know, enjoy, and see you next time. Peace.